0: This is Scarlett Lewis. I'm the founder of the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement, and I have an incredibly special guest today. She is a dear friend of mine. You've heard from her before. Her name is Kate McKinnon. She is actually my cranial sacral therapist. and she was also Wayne Dyer's cranial sacral therapist who traveled with him. Those of you who are Wayne Dyer fans, she's also written several books on the subject. And uh, she's a she's a, a mentor of mine. And we actually were having a, uh, a an energy healing session last week and I was talking with Kate about a lot of the feedback that I was getting, not only from uh, our followers, but also from our own team, uh, that that people are just so anxious. Um, there's there's so much uncertainty in our lives. There's so much going on. We're living in an unprecedented time. We say, we read, uh, with the pandemic, with the social unrest. Then there's storming of the Capitol. Uh, we've we we're. Our lives are completely changed with um, being quarantined and, and are having our kids home and working from home and we're just having to do a lot of adjustment and a lot of people are feeling that they're at the breaking point. And I, you know, I, I, I wanted to introduce an incredible blog post that Kate wrote in response to our conversation. Kate, thank you so much for joining
1: us today. Thank you so much, Scarlett. I'm absolutely delighted and honored to be with you.
0: Um, you are an author, speaker, licensed physical therapist uh, who spe- specializes in cranial sacral therapy, and I'm I'm just so privileged to be one of your clients for now eight, maybe seven years. And uh, definitely, definitely have had so much benefit from working with you. And I'm so appreciative of that. But you are wise as well. And um, you, you've you done so much research and uh, you've had incredible mentors, including Wayne Dyer. And, uh, and
1: you know are you hearing this
0: too from your patients
1: yes i am and um i'm living in california so here in california we've been um in some form of lockdown or restriction uh, for the last nine months. And my, my teenage children, freshmen at high school are, have been at home for nine months too. So uh, all of those experiences that you were describing, I've very much been a part of too.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, you you had mentioned to me that you were doing a little bit of research on your family and that you found that. Actually, I think it was your great-grandfather had been through quite a lot in his life, too. And it really kind of changed my perspective on where we are in, mm-hmm. in our history. Can you tell us a little bit about what you found out?
1: Yeah, so over the holidays, I was delving into a little more of my history, my ancestral history. And my great-grandmother... Um, emigrated and ended up settling in Milwaukee. And um, my grandmother actually had already been born, so this uh, I think technically would be my step great grandfather. Um, and he he uh, was a bar owner, so he was a bar owner in the early 1900s in Milwaukee. So I started looking at the circumstances they were living in then and I, I it really struck me, it was just like a big wave washing over me as, whoa, this is really interesting. They were actually living in very... Similar times. So, you know, this word unprecedented for me when I read it and hear about it for my circumstance right now, kind of makes me feel a little overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, am I equipped to deal with this? Do Do I know what I'm doing, especially, you know, as a parent? Um, and then I realized, oh, hang on, I think other people have actually other generations have lived through turmoil and um huge challenges. I, I mean I think ours have a unique element to them, but when we when I looked at Mr. Clark back in the early nineteen hundreds, he is a bar owner and Uh, there's a pandemic going on what we're calling this what's named the Spanish flu Uh, and then I came across papers that he'd filled in for uh, World War One although he, he didn't end up having to fight in that world war but still here he is filling in papers with the possibility of being sent overseas to fight for America Right. And um and then there's prohibition. So for him as a bar owner, there's prohibition law <clears throat> is huge. And I don't know about you, Scarlett, but you know, the the old glass of wine has definitely helped me through this pandemic so far. <laughs> I've been known so, to have a glass or two of wine. <laughs> right. So so not only, you know, just uh, the people living there, um, alcohol is very restricted, but as a bar owner um, he's also uh, being told, you know, really, essentially, his trade is is uh, done for, but um, is not think, essential, think, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not essential. Uh, one of the quotes that I came across for. Um, in terms of the epidemic of the flu the health commissioner's solution to managing the spread of the virus in terms of bar owners was to drink quickly and leave which i thought was quite funny Um, well that's kind
0: of funny because we have a curfew right yes i think that i think don't bars have to close at 10 p.m at least in some states so it's kind of i mean it's it's very similar isn't it
1: Yes. And that's, that's what really struck me. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, my, my ancestors have, have been through experiences like this. And when I think about my great grandmother, um, not only did she emigrate, emigrate to America, um, she was living through this time, then, uh, then it transitioned into the Great Depression. And then she also lived through World War II before she passed away in 1956. So, so in that lifetime, she saw so much change.
0: It's incredible. So in your in your blog post um, that we're posting as well at the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement, you wrote, I wondered how my great grandmother and Mr. Clark navigated living through a world war legislation that limited their livelihood and a global pandemic, Um, actually two world wars, right? The realization that we are not living in unprecedented times was a helpful shift in viewpoint for me, lowering my anxiety.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I felt like I could lean back on them in some ways, um, and realize, and it it made me pause, and it made me think. Okay, what do I know? What skills am I bringing to this particular experience in my life? Um, you know, as both you and I, Scarlett, have done. A lot of our own inner work and um, gather tools in order to be able to be more present and to have the capacity to choose love and make those choices. Those when we choose love, that comes down to a moment in time where we bring ourselves into the present moment and make. A choice, in other words, we can see a choice and and go to choose that, but that 's a skill set you know mm-hmm. that's hopefully we'll see more of our children be taught that skill set at a really young age through choose the choose love movement, but that 's a skill set that I can bring more actively and more consciously uh, to my everyday
0: yeah, and it it gives you the ability to take your personal power back when we feel like we have no control over a situation. I think that that's where that overwhelm is coming from, Kate, Mm -hmm. like either all these external events that we have no control over really. I mean, well, I myself don't have control over the pandemic. If I did, I would be, you know, stopping it (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Um, the the social unrest i mean all i can do is is send out a message and and in effect really that is me coming to the present moment and thoughtfully responding I, it is a thoughtful response in love where we take our personal power back and we reduce our anxiety because there are these stressful external events over which we have little to no control but then our anxiety is our internal response and it's so helpful just to have the awareness that we do have a choice
1: Mm -hmm. yes and that's that's so powerful um, to to realize that and once we know about that, it does take. Um, it's like going to the gym. It's like strengthening a muscle. It does take repetition. So we need to, once we understand that and we start to be able to um, see where we can implement it in our lives, we we have to commit to that. We need to sort of go. Okay, this is this is my practice is to catch those moments and bring that commitment to the repetition of it and the discipline of it so that it becomes more of a habit you know it we probably noticing we have all these different habits when it comes to our thoughts and we so we need to bring that level of commitment to it
0: and what you're really talking about is the neuroscience and rewiring our brains. And it's, mm-hmm. it, that sounds lofty, but it's really not. It's really mm-hmm. just starting by putting one foot forward and it's a practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's because you're wired in a certain way. In fact, we're all wired with this negative bias. Mm-hmm. And so like the caveman scanned scan for a saber tooth tiger, we scan for negativity and so, boy, if you're scanning for negativity in today's environment, you're going to find it. I mean, you're going to mm. find it anyway. But fear sells and our marketers have gotten really, really good and our news outlets at at feeding that negative bias. And, uh, and so we need to consciously, and now everybody that's listening to this has the awareness that it's possible, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. awesome. And that's the first step. That's the first step forward. Just having an awareness that you can take your personal power back.
1: Yeah, I and I totally uh, agree, uh, Scarlett. Because we have to find this healthy balance. Because, like you say, we we are hard hardwired for negativity to look for danger, and of course, we want to keep that there. That is an important element of who we are in the world. But it's like, how do we find a balance between um, essentially? it's like taking responsibility for our own feelings, um, what we're noticing. So uh, it's fluctuating between, well, if I go back to this negative bias, we have the negative bias, which we need, but it can become out of balance. So the flip side of that is looking Um, what we've talked about in Choose Love is gratitude. Where can we find gratitude? Where are we grateful for what we have, which shifts us into more the rest digest. So, you know, we can move between these two states in our nervous system. If it's a negative bias and we're perceiving danger, we can go into the fight, flight or freeze type response in our nervous system. And then if we can shift, and we can shift, to the more rest digest um, through our thoughts so that's where our choice comes in even if nothing has changed necessarily we're still in the pandemic but we can shift it towards the rest digest um, which is where our body can do all its healing where it can restore and renew itself and that's where we can Do that, we can do that shift through things like uh, a gratitude practice, taking a longer exhale as we settle in and just pause for a moment, where we realize that we have command over our own thoughts. Um, So that's where we can shift our nervous system. And in that same way, we can find a healthy balance between taking a lot of responsibility for everything that's going on. And, and then the opposite of that is living from a more of a victim place. So, you know, our thoughts can orientate to, oh my goodness, you know, look at me, I'm living, you know, here are my circumstances and they can be really, really difficult. Um, I don't want to negate some of the circumstances that people are finding themselves in, during this pandemic um, there's there's a lot there are a lot of stresses going on and how do we get through it so you know so I'm not trying to negate uh, the fact that people are are under extreme circumstances um, but it's moving you know how can we shift out of that even if it's momentary you know, even if um, there, there are some really pivotal things going on, we can still give ourselves that break um, from that stress. And how
0: can we do that, Kate? What's, what's something that we could do to give ourselves so, a break?
1: <laughs> yeah, just having a pause, just taking that pause even you know there are times where we've got to make some major decisions and that's one of the things there can be major or minor decisions but what I'm noticing I've noticed over the last nine months is I'm having to make more more and more decisions um, not necessarily major but there's just more of them so it would be for example um my daughter wants to go and meet a group of friends. Mm, Right. Right. Okay. So who are those friends? What have been their choices? How many people have they been meeting? Have they been meeting safely? Is it okay for her to go and do that? So these are like everyday moments where in the past, I wouldn't have necessarily thought much about it. It's a quick yes or no. It's easy to make. Now I'm finding, okay, let me think about this. Um, hmm, Is it appropriate? So there's a lot more um, decision-making constantly. So I think it's that constant nature that um, is fatiguing. We find ourselves getting worn down by it. So the more we can bring in, just this pause take a few breaths just to feel but oftentimes feeling back into your body you know you and I Scott have done this a lot of coming back into our bodies Mm -hmm. feeling our feet on the ground dropping into our legs the idea or the picture of dropping into our bones so we can settle in back in um and then uh the first question I often ask myself is am i safe in this moment so is everything okay is there an emergency in other words so i'm 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 tuning in to my nervous system that's kind of wanting to get really revved up and respond to danger okay right so so let me let me sort of fine tune that is it really super dangerous the answer is for I would say ninety nine percent of the time is, yeah. There's no extreme danger. There's no life threatening danger. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can calm down. Mm-hmm. I feel my I feel my muscles unclench. Everything starts to relax. I can get a longer exhale, which automatically calms the nervous system. <sighs> okay, so. um, let me think about this and and so i can then start to listen to my gut right we have we all have this gut knowing but if we're sort of really not in our bodies we can't listen to those messages Um, and so it's much easier to make a decision when we're in our bodies we're more in the present moment and we're making a decision for ourselves. I think what can often confuse us is like, okay, well, what are the rules which we need to be aware of? Um, and what, what's a neighbor going to think or whatever, right? It's like, let go of all of that. It's, this is my decision. I'm in charge. Or even just I mean. reacting in fear, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm hmm Yeah. 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 And honoring just like our own process and and going at a pace that works for ourselves. Um, You know, so I'll often say to my children, well, just give me a moment. Mm. Let me think about this. I mean, the decision doesn't need to be made right, right. You know, that second, just give me a moment. Let me think about it. And that's a good example for your kids. You're modeling thoughtful response. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. you're doing it because you care about them and you love them. they may want a response right away, mm-hmm. but you're you know you have to make sure that they're as safe as possible
1: mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly
0: and then you bring in uh perspective
1: mm-hmm.
0: right for 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 you it's like oh there have been worse times to live through <laughs> you remember mm-hmm. mr clark
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and maybe even yeah, perspective because- in your own life you know like i i think about this time in my life versus december 14th and i know that i can i know that i can get through this
1: uh, yes that's a really good point scholar um and i think many of us by well we're you know in our 50s um, by the time we're at this point in our lives um, we have ha- we have life experience to uh, reflect back on and and precisely for you it, it, it's like you have a, a really clear um, example losing your child um, like that's what is you know it's a peak moment right it's a moment of 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 uh, extreme for you it was extreme i mean for my life experiences are not as extreme but that's like it's a really it's a huge contrast and you can look back and go my goodness you know i survived that I absolutely have the skills to help me navigate through this.
0: But I think other and that's people important don't you think other people peripherally can do that? Like people mm-hmm. have got gone through worse times. Even even remembering yes. Mr. Clark and mm-hmm. seeing how he lived through two world wars, the Spanish flu, um, mm-hmm. which I think technically was more deadly than covid and the great depression and so Mm -hmm. you know people have lived through things and now here we are you know uh what uh, over a hundred years later so the world goes on and people survive and everything's Mm going to be okay i i said that to somebody the other day um an educator. And, and they were talking to me about a student. I said, you know, but, but ultimately everything's going to be okay. And they just stopped the conversation right there. And they said, can you say that again? And I said, everything's going to be okay. And they said, thank you for saying that. Cause it was just, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that, that we've all been living in this state of uncertainty and then just reassuring ourselves that, you know, we are going to go on. There is, there is, there is, uh, you know, as you said, we're safe in the moment, but everything's going to be okay
1: moving forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, there are challenges, but it it reminds me as we think about, as we're discussing now, Scala is, Um, what you always include in your talks, which is so uh, powerful, is post-traumatic growth. Yes. Um, Yes, there are um, challenges right now and it does require us to dig deeper within ourselves, to explore and sort of dig down into uh, assumptions that we make, um, habits that we have, that aren't helpful, that, that we're challenged to change. And um, these, they, these are all, um, create that help create change and growth. And I've watched myself do that. You know, it's like last year, um, I wasn't able to visit my family in the UK and that was really, really hard for me. I felt a lot of sadness. And I want to also validate feeling into that. Like allowing ourselves to feel the sadness and the grief, because we have lost things. So allowing that to just well up and and move through us, like we don't want to stuff it down and push it down in our bodies. We want to allow ourselves just to allow that wave to come through us. It's not, you know, it won't last forever, but just allowing that grief and feeling the sadness. Mm -hmm over over the decisions we've had to make which, you know, so I was really very sad about not being able to go um, it's the first time that I haven't seen my family, you know uh <laughs> either my sister's come over here or we're over there. So it's the first year in a very long time. Not to get together, my husband and I's parents are getting older and they've had hospital uh, stays. So, you know, it is, it's sad. But but from that is an experience of um, growth as well. Right, So uh, going into that, okay, so how – and then uh, we've found other ways to have meaningful connection with our family um, that has helped. It's not the same, but it's definitely helped, and it's helped to keep that very important connection established with our family. And um, it is the connection that – and keeping that uh, alive – in as many ways as we can. Um, that's that's so so important for us as a. Uh, it's just part of being human. Like we need that connection with one another, and uh, so in whatever ways we can find it, that's super super helpful.
0: And being grateful for the technology that provides that connection in a way that couldn't have happened at any other time in, you know, in in the world's history. And, you know, I think Mm -hmm. about this, this uh, video podcast that I did with Tim Shriver, and uh, he was lamenting, I think it was before Thanksgiving this year, last year. And uh, he was saying, for the first time ever, he wasn't going to be with his daughter and it was so hard for him. And he was just really, really upset by it. And he said, you know, what, what would you say to that? And I was like, I I was, I think I was just trying to sound wise or something and I don't remember what I said but in you know how you think about things and then afterwards (laughs) I thought Mm -hmm, I thought well Tim you're going to be able to zoom with her do you know what Mm -hmm. I would give to be able to zoom with Jessie so you're Mm going to be able to see her face you're going to be able to talk with her Focus on being grateful for what you have and that and not what you don't have. And uh, Mm -hmm. it was just so such an obvious answer. And I think he was trying to tee it up for me. And I didn't I don't I don't even remember what I said. But, you know. I think that our mindsets are so powerful and we're either going to focus on what we have or what we lack and the mm-hmm. choice is ours. And so, yes, I mm-hmm. agree with you. Do, do, um, you know, don't deny the disappointment and pain, and, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's a remedy when you're ready for it. mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: yeah I, I, you're making me remember uh, something Wayne would talk about in his talks was um, that I often will use is um, can i find can i if I accept everything as it is right now, can I be content? Can I find contentment in the circumstances I'm in right now, so not needing to change anything mm. If I, you know, because, you know, with the trip to the UK, I, I, I couldn't change it. So if I accept, if I move into acceptance, and can I be content right here in the moment, when it stops us, like, our thoughts, going off into the past going out into the future where we can start to make up all sorts of stories. But right. If I bring myself right into the moment, can I be content? Um, well, it
0: kind of stops the if then thinking, right. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. If only I could be physically with my family, then I would mm-hmm. be happy, you know, yeah, and exactly. it pushes that. I mean, first of all, it's not possible right now. Um, mm. And so, you know, if you're going to push off your happiness, so, so then the alternative is I'm going to accept what's happening right now because I don't Mm -hmm. have control over it. And I'm going to make a safe decision. The decision that I, it's a thoughtful decision. I've, I've weighed all my options, uh, in the present moment. And I believe I'm choosing love in socially distancing, um, Mm -hmm. And, and so I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to accept and be grateful. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: And it's a process. You're right. I mean, it's not, there's, there's a little bit of thought that goes into it, but I know because I've practiced so often, uh, you talked about gratitude lists. And so waking up in the morning and, and either mentally listing or writing down gratitudes because that literally, that literally sets you up. It shifts the focus of your lens of thinking and it changes your neurobiology (laughs) gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's so important. And it, it shifts your lens of focus starting out on your day. I get to, instead of I have to, and then going to bed with that same focus is, is so important. And I, you know, we, we wake up and we have a certain amount of resources and what are we going to focus them on, on what we're lacking and what we don't get to do or what we do get to do and what we have.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And the other thing that I love that you said was how can I be of service today? Mm -hmm. Like I say, um, and I've said, (laughs) uh, I want to be used as an instrument of peace And, and I do that through service. And I, and it's, you know, so interesting. I wasn't like that previously. (laughs) I felt like, well, the only thing that I can control is my own family. I'm going to focus my efforts here. What can I do? You know, I can't do anything out there. I don't have the power to do that, but I do have the power to, to just be, you know, with my family. And I think a lot of people think that, and I didn't realize that, we are such powerful be- beings and and our thoughts that impact our feelings, that impact our behavior can impact through the ripple effect so many people. And that service is such an important part of our lives because as research says, all of the nurturing, healing, love we give out, we get back. Service is a big mm-hmm. part of this. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Yes, I, I think that's completely true. I think it's... Um... Realizing we are interconnected, realizing that we do impact one another, um, there's a bit of a, um, I don't know what the word is, it, contrast probably is the most accurate um, a phrase that I've heard, which I think is common, is I'll do me and you do you. You know, in other words, like we're just making our own decisions, which is true, I get that. But um, I'm, when we're, I know in our school district, we're looking at well, how do the how do the children return to school? Um, people are some people are choosing not to go in, even if it opens. And then, do we do this interim thing, or do we fully open? But so, if we all have all these different choices, we all start to impact one another. Because then, you know, the practical al- element of that is um, the teachers of the children will have to move. You know, they'll have a new teacher. So it, it's like it's it's a sort of a myth in a way to think that we're just operating in our own little bubble and um, we all are individually in our own bubbles just making our own decisions. But that's not really... You know that's not how it works. We're like a, a spider web. We're all interconnected. So there is this. You know, as a spider starts to walk, there's there's an effect on the whole web, and we we all feel it. So there is that um, importance to be aware of how how that like you say it's that ripple how is that ripple going to ripple out what is the impact of my decision and goodness me we are really seeing it um in this time of the pandemic it's like our individual decision can impact and we can literally see how it can impact uh, many people around us, often people that are really dear and loved ones to us. Um, So yeah, I think it's it's, uh, really helpful just to think, you know, as we drop back and say, how may I be of service today? It's like really coming from looking at our choices, our intention and, uh, you know, being considerate of one another.
0: And, you know, as we find ourselves and I'm just following along your blog post and what you've been writing, but as we find ourselves at home with our kids <laughs> all in one space um, where, you know, formerly we were kind of here and there Um the the concept of modeling becomes really important for parents mm-hmm. and for educators. Uh, what mm-hmm. are you modeling for your students and your children? Are you modeling overwhelm? Are they hearing mm-hmm. you say, uh, you know, I'm I'm so overwhelmed. I can't take this anymore. I can't take another thing. I you know, um, or maybe you're saying, well, no, I feel that way, but I'm not saying it. <laughs> but the problem <laughs> is kids are so smart they even if you're not saying it you're exuding that energy your eyes may be saying it your facial expression may be saying it and they're catching on so being authentic in in this practice of being present bringing yourself to the moment and asking the question am i safe well yes i am safe can i accept um what what's going on right now in my life and be content actually yes i can i can um uh, and and if you if you're having trouble starting with the gratitude practice and you know modeling that for your kids even mm-hmm. if you're having trouble saying say you know kids i gosh today i'm having a little bit of trouble um coming to the present moment and really accepting everything that's going on in our world, let's sit down and I can't even think of something I'm grateful for. Can you help me? (laughs) I've had educators Mm -hmm. do that. And, uh, and the kids are just so wonderful. They want to be helpful. And Mm -hmm. the, the gratitudes that they come up with are just so lovely and they make you smile. Uh, And, you know, here's the other thing, pretty simple. You're not feeling Great in the moment, do the smile. (laughs) Smile anyway, because smiling releases those great neurochemicals in the brain. And and it helps. So there's so many different things that we can do to empower ourselves right now. And and remember that yes, you know, we we keep hearing this is an unprecedented time and there's so much uncertainty. We're being sold a whole bunch of fear on so many different levels. But actually we have been here before. And mm-hmm. and people have gotten through worse and they've mm-hmm. gained strength from it. You know, we, we are strengthened. Uh, through difficulty that's how we're shaped and molded as human beings and and you're right thank you for bringing up post-traumatic growth I mean that's what the majority of us experience so you know you could be seeing this time and I know a lot of people are as an opportunity for growth what skills can I hone I've got a little bit of extra time now I'm I'm home I'm not traveling I'm not commuting um, you know people are enjoying their families and it's really a unique time in our world. And we're not going to go back to normal. I mean, you don't want to go back to normal. You want to forge ahead. You want to have learned and grown through this experience. And you want to take what you've learned forward with you. So it's, uh it, you know, I, I, I really thank you, Kate, for joining today to give us a little bit of interesting perspective from your history in your family on Mm -hmm. on what has happened just a great reminder and a reminder that we can
1: do this yeah yeah we can do this and I encourage everyone to stay connected and I think that's you know if we ask ourselves each day how can be of service it could be a really it doesn't need to be big it could just be checking in with a friend It could be arranging to go for a walk outside with somebody, you know, a friend, you know, who's who's struggling, who has a lot on their plate. So just um, just think about how we can connect and how we all uh, come together and support one another through this
0: and realize that that part is necessary. I mean, I yesterday I went to check on a friend's cat who is in the hospital with covid. The friend, not the cat. And, uh, he lives on the beach. And so I took my dogs and we went for a long walk on the beach. And I found myself having thoughts of like, you know, I should be home working. <laughs> I should be, I, there's so many things I could be doing right now, not taking a long strolling walk on the beach. And then I thought, you know, I need to do this for myself. This is where Mm. I find joy. This is, uh, you know, good for my health, physically, mentally, and emotionally. This is okay. (laughs) I did. In fact, I deserve this. And so I think (laughs) I would say it's top priority. Yes. Yes. So, but I, I know that, you know, people have those thoughts and they may choose the latter Mm. and it's okay to love yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: So, thank you so much, Kate, for joining us once again. Kate McKinnon, uh, dear friend, author, speaker, physical therapist, cranial sacral therapist, energy healer. Um, please check out her website, mckinnon.com. And uh, I'm sure that we'll be doing many more together going forward. So, thank you so much.
1: It's all part of us. We can all choose love. It'll lift you up if you let it in. Let
0: the Thanks for listening in. to the Choose Love Podcast. Our positive, empowering messaging is reaching millions of people all over the planet. Join the worldwide movement to choose love. Our programming is in over 10,000 schools, homes and communities across the country, in every state and over 112 countries and counting. We are giving individuals of all ages the essential life skills they need to flourish. You can be part of the solution too. We have sponsorship opportunities available that help support us and enable you to share in helping create a safer, more peaceful and loving world. Contact me on our website, chooselovemovement.org.